0: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's hilarious to be in here with all the people backstage. It really is funny. I wish uh somebody will take a video of it so you can see it. Anyways, uh great to see ya. Thanks for being here again. I don't know about you, but I've been pretty I've been pretty frustrated with being at home, you know what I mean? And so I don't know about you, but sometimes I just want to yell, I just want to scream. Can we get out of here? That's so how I feel a lot of times. I don't know about you, but I think there's a little girl that fell pretty similar to how I feel. I want you to take a look at this because she really sets it up pretty good to kind of express for the entire nation how we all feel, all right? So take a look at this video and see if you would agree and concur. Here we go. I don't know about you. (laughs) I don't know about you. I probably would have spanked her. But anyways, 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 uh, uh, that really sums up how many of us feel. We're like, when can we get out of here? And then some of you, you know, especially the introverts, because that obviously was an extrovert. Some of you be like, are you kidding me? I could do this for the rest of my life. And so some of you are enjoying your time as you, as you shelter in a place. If you don't mind now, let me pray. Let me pray with you. And then let's see if we can jump in the word on today. Let's pray, everybody. Heavenly Father, thank you again for, for what you have allowed to happen uh, so that we can take advantage of time with family, time alone, time focusing on you. Uh, God, we're just grateful for that. But God, now you have a word for us today. You're going to teach us, God, how to, how to, to, how to interact with every day of our lives. So will you will you will you prepare our hearts will you allow us to be attentive to your word so that we don't miss what really could impact every single day for the rest of our lives will you now teach us through your word so that we have a game plan for every single day starting today for the rest of our lives thank you lord lead us now we pray in Jesus' name everybody said Amen and amen. Well, family, listen, um, I'm going to let you into our house just for a little while so you can know how the Edwards family household goes every now and again, okay? Um, Every morning starts the same way in our house. Every single morning starts the same way. I have an Apple phone. Jada has an Android. And every single—say every, say every. Come here, come here, Say every, every single morning. This is how it starts. Um, Jada has an alarm option with the news um it's called bixby 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 and bixby wakes us up every morning bixby says good morning and uh, the weather is and bixby goes into it's overcast today and it will be about 70 degrees and then bixby goes on the headlines from abc the headlines from c CNN, the headlines from Fox News, and Bixby goes on to tell us what the headlines are. And then both of us get out of the bed, and we know, and we're fully prepared for what we're going to do. We know how to dress. We know what the issues are in the world. So now we're ready to go face over day. Bixby gets us up every single morning. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you today what Bixby does for us in a weather forecast I want to suggest Jesus Christ is going to show us how to handle, listen, every single day for the rest of our lives, everyone. So therefore, when we look at what happened at the resurrection, when we look at what happened at Easter weekend, what we will find is Jesus Christ on Friday doing something, on Saturday, and then on Sunday. On Friday, you will see that he went through pain. You'll see that he went through suffering. You'll see that he went through some pretty difficult times, as you well know. On Saturday, the day that most people never talk about. You ever notice that? You ever heard a sermon about Saturday, the the in-between day? You ain't never heard none about that. Yeah, because very few people talk about what happened on Saturday and how we should handle days like Saturdays in our lives. And then we're going to talk about Sunday and what happened on Sunday and how he brought joy to everybody that was around. And so we want to talk about those three days because listen, each one of those days from today forward, you'll face a day like that. You see on, 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 on Friday, that's the day of pain. On Saturday is the day of confusion and doubt. You see, on Sunday, that's the day of joy. That's the day of victory. See, on Friday, Friday's the day when I'm going to call it the day of suffering. You ever have those days when you're suffering? Saturday is the day of, of silence. You ever have those days when God, when God, when God, it's like he's not there? you be like, God, where are you? And it's silence, nothing. Well, we're going to talk about how to handle those days. And then you ever have a day like Sunday when when nothing moves you, the joy of the Lord is just inside of you, and it doesn't matter what the context is, what the environment is, no matter the chaos around you, you still have inward joy. Well, we're going to talk about all three days and how you can handle Every single day for the rest of your life because Jesus Christ gives us the template of how to handle every single day. So let's take a look and see, Pastor, where are you getting this from? Help me out, Pastor. Well, come with me and let's start in 1 Peter chapter 2, round about verse 21. And let's see what he says right here. Because this weekend is really a weekend to remember. And one that I think should change everything about how you handle every day from here on out. See, you got to remember who Jesus is. See, a lot of people during Jesus' time and before, they claim to be God. They said, yeah, I'm God, I'm God, I'm God, I'm God. And Jesus says, no, I'm not just going to say it, I'm going to show it. Because I'm going to go in the grave on Friday and then I'm going to stay there and then I'm going to get up on Sunday and do what no other person who ever claimed to be God has ever done. He went into the grave and he walked right back out of there. That is why we believe in Jesus Christ. Because nobody else has ever done that in human history. Nobody else has. Which is why everything we do is dependent on this central focus called Jesus Christ. By the way, even if you're an atheist today, even if you're an atheist, I need you to know, every time you write, every time you type a date, you're referring back to the focal point of all of history, which is Jesus Christ. Every birthday you have, you need to know. Every time you celebrate your birthday, it's based on the focal point of who Jesus Christ is. That's because he is central to everything that happens in all of human history. So come on, let me tell you why this is so very important. Check it out now. He says in First Peter chapter 2 verse 21, here's what he says. He says, for you have been called, that is you believers, have been called for this purpose. Listen, here we go. Since Christ. Also suffered for you, leaving you, here's the key word, an example. Since he suffered for you, he is leaving you and me an example for you to follow in his steps. So Christ says, I've done the hard work. I've been through. Friday. I've been through Saturday. And I'm walking in Sunday. And he says, your only assignment is to follow every step that I take. When you got days of suffering, I'm going to show you how to handle them. When you got days of of confusion and doubt and silence, I'm going to show you how to handle them. And then when you have days of joy and victory, I'm going to show you how to handle them. Jesus says, I'm setting you up. Don't just think, I just went to the grave to get out. That was a big deal. But he says, in doing so, I also showed you how to handle every day for the rest of your life. So if you're interested in that, let's come on and explore it together and see how this perfect man, this God-man called Jesus, handled three days in his life. So here we go. Let's talk about the first one, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday. Oh, but Sunday's coming. But it's Friday, and we got to live with Fridays because sometimes in our lives, we have days like fridays this is the day of suffering ladies and gentlemen it's the day when life's when skies are overcast when life's not going well when pain has struck a chord it's the days when you are when you're balled up in your room and you're weeping and you're weeping and you stay there for hours upon hours you don't want to talk to anybody because the pain is too great God says, I know how you can handle those days. He says, I can identify with you with those days because I've lived it. He says, I've lived it physically. He says, there are days when, when, when on Friday, when I went to the cross, that I was an innocent man, Jesus would say. I, I, I committed no crime. I committed no sin. And yet still, they blamed me for breaking the law. And he says, it wasn't true. So I know when somebody says something against you, that's not true. And they're swirling insults you. He says, I know exactly how you feel. He says, physically, I know how you feel when the pain is so great. He says, I know exactly how you feel because they, they, they took a whip and a couple of them just, just, just gave it to me. And this wasn't any kind of, it wasn't like your little household belt. This was a whip that on the tips of them had, had some form of a piece of a bone and glass and rock. So every single time for these 40 lashes, Every single time as they, as they went down, they would pull flesh, the flesh of Jesus Christ, out of his back. And you'll see blood gushing everywhere. So he knew and he knows what pain feels like. You might be here today and you might be saying, Hey, man, Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You might be saying, Pastor, I just lost a loved one that, that had the virus. And you might be saying, Pastor, I just lost somebody and the pain is great, Pastor. I don't, I don't know what to do. Jesus says, I know exactly how you feel. The Father says, I know exactly how you feel because I lost my only son. And he says he can, he can really walk with you through this because he loves you that much. Some of you are in here you're right now you 're saying to yourself hey man i 'm hurting i 'm hurting because my marriage is not the way it 's supposed to be this is not what I had in mind when I said it and I have to now live with this person every single day and i'm, I'm every time they open their mouth I just feel a bad churning on the inside i can 't take it anymore I just can 't take it Jesus says Jesus says, I know exactly how you feel i 've been through the emotional distraught like you have never felt before. Jesus says, I had to walk through the, the Via Della Rosa, and I have to walk through it. And, 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 and the pain of walking, the shame of walking through there with barely any clothes on broke his heart. And I know, he says, how you feel right now. He says, just imagine the guilt that was upon him. Just imagine the pain that was upon him. And he says, the guilt of shame. You think of the worst, you think of the worst sin ever. He had to take that guilt on for you so that you could live the life you want to live. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus says, I know what it feels like when you're emotionally distraught and you want to give up and you want to surrender and you want to throw the towel in and you want to say, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore he says I know the pain I know the suffering of what it feels like when, when when, when, when you have a child and your child dies he says I know what that feels like he says I can walk with you through that because I've felt pain like you're feeling right now you pastor you just don't get it I, I, I had a stillbirth. birth pastor you just don't get it this thing is too painful I want to give up and he says to you I know exactly how you feel because that's what I felt on Friday but the the, the difference is when I felt that I was doing that because I had your name on my mind and he says to you come on family he says what you want to do is run to me in those moments because there was physical pain there was emotional pain and then there was spiritual pain because now now uh, the father had to turn his back because he could not face sin. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now he has to face the, 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 the rejection of the father because of the sin that was upon him. And now he did all of that so that you could have a relationship with the father. No other man in human history has done that for you. In other words, every other religion says, you work your way up so that you can have a seat at the table. Jesus says, on the cross, I did all the work so that you just need to accept me as personal Lord and Savior so that you can have a relationship with me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're facing. Your heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, says to you today, I know the pain you feel. I know the heartache you feel. I know the suffering that you're feeling. Whatever the scenario is, your Jesus says, I've walked down that road before and I want you to see how I handle it. And so he tells you how to handle it. He tells us, he says, number one, I want you to draw close to some friends. You remember Jesus, don't you? Here's what he did. Uh, he, 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 right before Gethsemane, he was with his boys. You remember this. He was with his boys, and, and he said, hey, man, I need you to come with me because the hour has come. It's, it's painful. Uh, I've got to go through this. And he goes into the garden, and he says, I need your help. By the way, if Jesus needed friends, why you think you don't need none? If Jesus needed community, why do you still say, well, I can do this by myself. I'm an introvert. I don't need anybody. If Jesus needed friends to handle his dark days, then you better believe you need some friends to handle your dark days. And don't wait to make them when the dark days show up. You've got to develop the relationship before so that when the dark days show up, you've got some people that can walk with you, that can cry with you, that can carry your burdens for you during these dark days. So he says, number one, he wants you to make sure that what you're doing is you're, is you're drawing close to the friends. This is not the time for isolation. This is the time for connection. That's what Jesus does with his disciples. He says, hey, I need your help here. Will you stay here and will you pray with me? Will you pray with me and for me because the pain is too great. Then he continues. This is beautiful. Then he says, stay here. Now let me go and let me draw near to God. Because this is the time you need to get closer to God than ever before. Because when the pain is so great, nobody nobody can fully understand except Jesus. That's why you need to draw close to him. And he says, will you come close in the midst of your Fridays, in the midst of your painful days? Will you come close to him? Because he's the one that knows exactly how you feel. Can I get a witness somebody? Little did I know that in our church, we'd have somebody that has gone through something like this recently. So I want to call Ashley out here, and I want her to tell you her story of the days of Friday that she had to go through. Ashley, come on out here, and, let's, and if you're at home, just give her a round of applause, everybody, because Ashley's going to tell us a little bit of her story right now. You see, here's Ashley, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, a number of weeks ago, she, she lost her brother, and I watched this young lady from our Dallas campus, and I just watched her. I was there, I was at the funeral. Um, her brother uh, got killed, and it was it was it's just it was it was absolutely one hundred percent gruesome. I got the call right when it happened, and she was telling me, and she was weeping, and her mom was weeping, and her whole family was weeping when we went to the house to hang out with them. Everybody, it was it was so gut wrenchingly painful, and 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 she is going through these days of pain. Her mom, this. Still going through it right now, her mom, her dad her her uncle, her cousins, everybody they 're still going through it right now, and the question I have for Ashley is just really how, how, how are you because she 's not through it yet she 's still walking in it Ashley how how in the world are you going through this? How did you draw to your friends and, and how have you drawn to God so Ashley, why don 't you share in in the midst of walking through your pain how, how, how have you handled this? How have you followed jesus 's footsteps? And handle this. Share with us.
1: Um, so definitely clinging on to um, God's promises. One of the promises that I have been clinging to is um, comes from Deuteronomy thirty-one eight, um, and that promise is uh, for the Lord God Himself goes before you. Mm. He will walk with you. He will never leave you nor mm. forsake you. Mm. Um, do not be afraid or discouraged. Mm. Um, and I've just been holding on in finding comfort in knowing that God is with me, Mm. God is going before me. He knew that this was going to happen. Um, and in knowing that this was going to happen, he had already equipped me with community Mm. that has surrounded me with prayer and love and support. Um, and just to know that they're there, uh, they not only am I going to them to seek prayer yeah. and comfort, yeah. but they're coming to me as mm. well. Mm. Uh, they are honest community. So when I say, oh, I'm okay, it's a right. good day, they're right. asking me, no, be honest, be right. transparent. Right. We're here, right. even if you just need me to listen. And just holding on to God's words, God's promises, um, especially because we, Jesus Christ went through pain, Mm. a lot of pain so that we could come to have a relationship with God. So that, and he, he set that up for us so that we could follow in his footsteps and that just, that we will we too will endure pain yeah. so that others can come to know God come on. can come to have a come relationship on. with God come on. and if this if this is that season where right. God is going to use, um, yes, then it, it's it's okay yeah. because it might hurt. It yeah. might not be ideal, yeah. but that's okay because God is still working. That's good. He still has a plan ahead of us. Awesome. And if it means another person coming to know Come him on. and love him, then Come it was well on. worth it. Yeah,
0: that's mm-hmm. awesome. Come on, somebody. Let's hear it for Ashley. Thank you so much for telling us your story there. You can go. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Listen. I, I don't know how she would have handled it. I just don't know how she would have handled it if, if it wasn't for Jesus' footsteps. And so I'm just so grateful that you can have a, a godly woman like this that is f- trying to walk in the footsteps of Jesus in the midst of the pain that she's going through. How about you? What's the pain that you're going through? And how are you going to follow in his footsteps? She tells us to do two things. Draw close. Draw close to your friends and then draw close to God. If it's a Friday and you're going through a difficult time, those are your two things that God says, will you please, will you please walk in my footsteps? So ladies and gentlemen, um, <clears throat> maybe, maybe that doesn't help. So let me see if this might, um, uh, every summer, when I was back home in Jamaica, um, over the summer when we were kids, we would go to my aunt's house. My aunt's live in the country. You know what uh, that feels like. So in it's in the country, and um, she had this living room area that was like sacred. I don't know if your grandmama have that, but there's this this living room area, that, and it's really sacred. You can't you can't play around in there too much because it has some things that are breakable items. You know what I mean? And so <clears throat> she, they had they had some breakable items in there, and we're playing ball, right? We started outside, we came inside, and now we're still playing ball in my auntie's uh, living room area. Lord have mercy. But anyways, you can tell what's going to happen already. So we're playing ball like, like, like knucklehead kids. And uh, my boy throws the baseball toward me. And I leaned back to catch the ball. And inevitably, you know, one of my grandmama's chinas in her little cabinet, my hand, my hand goes back, hits it over, and it comes crashing down. Well, well, well well, well, you know what happens? So I clean it up real quick, because Gram, uh, uh, my auntie don't play. She does not play. So anyways, I cleaned up real quick, put it up <clears throat> and, and, and say, "All right, let me throw it away." And I hoped that she would have never known until I went back to my house. Well, in 30 minutes after it happened. She said, whoa, something's missing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she said, hey, guys, what's up? Something is missing. Somebody broke my china. Who did it? There were four of us knuckleheads playing. And she came up and she said, who, who messed with it? Who messed? Where is it? Did somebody steal it? What happened? And, 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 and she said, what happened to it? All of us, you know, you know, knucklehead teenagers. Uh, no, we, we don't know. We don't know. Are you sure you didn't misplace it, grandma, uh, auntie? You sure you didn't miss? it? Nope. No, who messed with it? And so, you know, it went on for a little while. And she says, okay, I got a plan. She went and got the belt. Because where I come from, they don't play and they don't care how old you are. Anyways, she got a belt and she brought a belt out. And she says, all of y'all fin get whipped if you don't tell me right now who broke it. <clears throat> Everybody's still silent. So she said, okay, well, I'm going to start with you. That was me because you're the youngest one and you should have known better. So I'm going to start with you. I'm going to whip you because she thought, well, the youngest one is going to squeal because the youngest one don't want to get no whipping. So, I said, uh, since it was me, uh, I didn't say anything, and I was praying Jesus. Isn't that funny how you pray for Jesus when you're in the wrong and when you're lying? Anyways, so I'm praying for Jesus. I'm saying, Jesus, Jesus, don't let none of them tell. Don't let none of them tell. So, then she rails back, shoot, seriously, and, and, and gets ready to whip me, and then Ricky, my buddy, says, I did it. He says, I did it. So, in my, in my, my facial expression, if you could have seen it then, it was like, Huh. Okay. So then she went over to Ricky. I said, I knew this would happen. And so she said, come here, you Ricky. And in that, in where I come from, everybody can whip everybody. So anyways, she railed back and she gave it to Ricky for real. I'm I mean, being gave it to Ricky. Praise God. There wasn't any, uh, uh, any kind of services to prevent that. Anyways. So, so she whips him and he is now crying. Teenage boy crying because the whipping was so hard. She went away I went, to, <laughs> I went over to Ricky and I wasn't laughing then because you can't be laughing when your friend took your, you know, your spanking. So I say, I say, I say, Ricky, you all right? Ricky, look at me and say, you owe me, you owe me, you owe me. I say, you ain't lying, bro. I do owe you because you took it for me and I appreciate it. Can I tell you what Jesus is saying to you today? When he went on that cross and he took all of your sins, past, present, and future sins. Can I tell you what he's saying to you today? You owe me, you owe me some worship, you owe me some praise, you owe me some adoration because of the fact that I hung on that cross and I stayed on that cross, even though I could have come down, I didn't, but I stayed on there just so that you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness? in this place. Can I get a witness in your house? Come on, somebody. Let me hear. Her. Hey, kids, let me hear you say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Here we go. Let's go to day number two. I got to go quickly. Come on. Day number two is where we're at. This is, this is called Saturday, the day, the day of silence. Ah, uh, the day of silence. Have you ever been there? The day when God says nothing to you. Can you imagine the disciples? Can you imagine these disciples? Think about it for a moment. It was this day that everybody was convinced he was dead and he'd never come back again. It's the only day in human history when everybody was convinced he was dead and very few people, if any, thought he was coming back. Can you imagine? Here's what's going on in the disciples' thoughts. They're like, well, huh, maybe he just, he had a plan, but it just, it fell through. Maybe what they're saying is, hey, hey, um, maybe what they're saying is, hey, um, um, I'm um, um, Jesus he couldn't influence the Pharisees. He couldn't influence the scribes. He couldn't influence the chief priests. So just maybe, just maybe he wasn't all that. Can you imagine the doubt? Uh, For the disciples, it might've been, hey, 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 maybe we're following the wrong dude. Can you imagine the doubt? Maybe they're going to come after us next. Let's get up out of here. Can you imagine the confusion? Can you imagine the doubt? Just for this one day, this why next year I'm going, to do, I'm going to preach this day alone, Saturday, because I think it's so profound. Can you imagine their insecurities now that their leader, their fearless leader, is gone? What do you do when that's the case? What do you do when you don't hear from God? That's how the disciples felt. What do you do when you don't hear from God? You've been asking him for your breakthrough for a minute, and he's silent. Nothing. You've been asking him, God, um, here's the dream I had and I thought it was the right dream and I went after it and it's not working out. Where are you, God? What, what do you do when, when, when it's your, it's your job? You thought God led you to this job and now they lay you off. God, what are you doing? Why are you silent when I need to hear from you? Why is there confusion when I need clarity from you? God, where are you? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt that way, ladies and gentlemen? It's Saturday. It's the day of silence. You don't know what's happening. And you're wondering, God, where are you? God, you said I was going to have a great marriage. You brought this knucklehead to me, and now I despise him. I can't even take looking at him. Where are you, God? Don't you see the pain I'm in? God, I have some kids, and these kids are smart kids, but they're not applying themselves in school. Where are you, God? God. God, I have, I have um, I have a, 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 a grandma-in-law, somebody who's in a place that's affected, affected by this virus. God, where are you? Where are you, God? Are you going to show up? Are you going to show up? The pain's too great. The silence is thickening. Where are you? You ever felt that way? That's how these disciples felt when days like this come, and they will. I promise you they will. God's told us. He's, he's promised us. Here is how you deal with these days. He's told you. Now, you, you might say, Pastor, where? Oh, hold on. I don't get this. I don't get this. Where did he tell you? I want you to look at one particular uh, passage in Scripture. I want you to go to the book of John. And I want you to go to John chapter 16, verse 20. Because this is pretty profound. Watch this, ladies and gentlemen. It's pretty cool to watch watch what jesus told his disciples it's the key to dealing with days of silence don't miss this come here watch this he says truly truly i say to you that you will weep and lament but the world will rejoice you will grieve but your grief will be turned into joy he's giving them a promise Next verse. Come here. Here's how you deal with, and I promise you, you're going to have days when when you're like, Jesus, where are you? Are you playing hide and seek with me? Come here. Here's what he says. Every whenever a woman is in labor, she has pain because her hour has come. But when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has been born into the world. Last verse. Here's what, she say. here's what he says. Therefore, listen, here's the promise. Therefore, you too have grief now, but I will, here's the promise, see you again and your heart will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away from you. He made a promise to them. Here's how you get through days of silence. Whenever you have a day of silence, your job is to find one of the seven thousand promises God has made to us in the word of God and hold on to it because when you can't see anything all you've got is the promises of God that is the time when you're saying God I can't see you but I'm gonna hold on to your promise God I don't I can't hear you but I'm gonna hold on to your promise God I don't know what you're up to but I'm gonna hold on to that promise because when you make a promise you are not a man that you should lie ladies and gentlemen when you face days of suffering you better go find your friends and you better go find Jesus. When you face days of silence, here's your job, you better find a promise of God. Some of you right now, when you leave this message, you need to go find a promise to hold on to because he's made promises to all of us and it's our assignment then to walk in the promise that he has given to us. So I wanna bring some more friends out and I want them to tell you about about the, the difficulty they're going through, when God is silent, and then the promise that they have held on to that has walked them through this season. I want you to think about yours, and I want you to think about what's the promise from God's word that you're going to hold on to in the midst of the pain that you face. So we've got three of them. I'm going to get ladies go first. So here is, here is, here is Solange, and, and for her, a young single woman that's, that's struggling with discontentment. She wants to go on with life. She sees a bright future and God's been silent. God, why are you not answering my cry? God, where are you? God, why is it that you're not answering me? God, why is it that you're not giving me the desires of my heart? God, where are you? God, it looks like everything around me right now is dark. Why? Where is the light is what she's crying out in the midst of the silence. I can't hear you, God. When, when you feel that way, What's the promise you're holding on to? Let's ask her. What's the promise, Solange, that you're holding on to? Share uh, it with us. So
1: I like to hold on to uh, Philippians chapter 4 mm-hmm. um, where Paul is in prison and he's writing and he's saying um, be anxious for nothing mm. but by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving making my request known to God um, I really like the last part though where it says um, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding mm. will guard my, my mind and my heart and so for me it's a guarantee that he's not he's not saying I may he's right. not saying I might he said I will guard your heart mm. uh, with my peace and so mm. for me in those moments when I I find myself being discontent or just not um, satisfied or fulfilled with the life that God has given me currently in this season. Um, just remembering that I, that God has given me the power to overcome the anxiety and yeah. the discontentment yeah. um, as I focus
0: on him. So That's amazing. You ha- hang on to that one verse, Philippians chapter 4, and it will guide you. It's not that he is removing it from you. He's just giving you a verse to hold on to while he walks with you. That's pretty incredible. All right, your turn, young man. You, uh, got, you, you, you're, you're in a marriage, and the marriage is pretty difficult. And uh, there's, been, there's been some pretty uh, uh, rough days for you and today you're going through the day of silence because you're you're not so sure sometimes whether this is going to work out you're struggling with it but you're trying to to love your wife as god has called you to love her tell us a little bit about the verse that you're clinging to in in this marital relationship that you find yourself in
2: um the scripture i hold on to is uh ephesians five twenty five, mm-hmm. where it says husbands love your wives it's, um Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave up his life for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hold on to that because um, even when it's difficult, even if we have, I have a day where I'm, I'm questioning: Is this where I'm supposed to be? Is, am I supposed to be married? All these things. I realize that, um, like, he, he gave his life up for me. Hmm. He forgave everything I've done. Yeah. He's, he's walked with me and. Yeah. He gave me the motto to how I'm supposed to be in my marriage yeah. as well. is to love my wife no matter, even if um, <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm supposed to love her, yeah. uh, care for her, walk with her every yeah. single day. Um, just giving her forgiveness throughout every single day. Good. And so that's the, the scripture I like to hold on to.
0: That's awesome, man. And then thirdly and lastly we've got Johnny over here and Johnny had a dream. He, he, he was a track star. He, he ran the, the hundred and the 200 and he had this dream of the Olympics and he was thinking, yeah, he's going to be the next Bolt. And he's, he's thinking that's it. And he's zoomed in, he's focused in, he goes to training every day. He hits the weight room every day to go after this. And then the more and more he tried, it seemed like God was shifting something in his life and it was frustrating for him and he couldn't hear from, God and he and he had to wrestle with that. So Johnny, what 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 are you holding on to as as, as it looks like God's turning one dream and beginning another? Go ahead.
2: Um, there's a specific verse that reminds me that as I set my mind on things that are above, um, don't look at the things that are on earth. Hmm. So this allows me to understand that as I'm on earth um, and I see the things that are on earth this helps me understand that as I look at those things, that I'm quick to being frustrated, that I'm quick to being irritable, that if I have a bad practice and a sporadic injury happens or something like that, it makes me upset and it just destroys the rest of my day. But it sets up times for me to step back and see that God is a bigger God as I look above That's because good. God is a God that is omniscient, That's meaning good. that He knows all things. So if the things that I don't know, Come on. He knows. So as I walk through even the valley, that it helps me understand that even when I don't know, God is a God that is knowing of all things. So it sets me up to go through different paths and helps me see that this is not the season I'm supposed to be in, that I'm only passing through.
0: Come on, somebody. Any it great to hear young people hold on to the promises of God in the midst of their difficult seasons? Come on, somebody. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you, guys. Great job. Great job. Great job. Ladies and gentlemen. What does God say in the days of silence? Your assignment it is to hold on to the promises of God. Let me remind you of something. When you don't know the promises of God, that's when you worry. Whenever you see somebody that uh, that's worrying, it's because they don't know the promises of God. The more you know the promises, the less you worry. The more you know that God, God's got it covered, then the less you worry about it. The problem is that when you don't know the promises, then you think you got to fix it. And when you gotta fix it, then the weight is on you, which is why you and I end up worrying. See, what, one time, um, uh, recently Jada made in an accident with her with her car, and an eighteen wheeler came around and swiped her, and and then kind of took off as if he did nothing. I think he perhaps was unaware that he had hit her, but the car, the whole side of the car was torn up. And so, you know, she she called and said, "Are you fine?" And she was fine. Then I stopped worrying. You know why? Because it's covered. Because there's an insurance company that's going pick the tab up and she don't have to worry about it. But hold on. But then we said, well, we don't want the insurance company to cover it because it's his fault. I need him to fix it. So then I called one of my buddies who's a lawyer and I said, hey man, can you take care of this for me? And he says, I would love to. And so then I don't have to worry about it no more because I left it in the hands of somebody who could take care of that situation. When you know and somebody gives you their promise that they got it, that means you don't have to worry about it about it anymore. See, I sat back, I relaxed, and then a month later, I got me a big, nice, fat check that says, here you go, sir, and I didn't have to worry about it. The problem with some of us is we worrying about stuff God's made promises to you about, and if you would stop worrying and start claiming the promises of God, then you can make it through the days of silence. Lord, have mercy. First, we have the day of suffering. All of us will go through it. It will show up in your life in future days. Then we'll have the day of silence. All of us live in this one pretty often, actually, when it's the day when I just don't know what God wants me to do. I don't know what direction to go. That's called the day of silence. We live in both these days. But thank God Almighty whatever starts on Friday, there's a Sunday coming. Thank you, Jesus. Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, ah, Sunday is the day of surprise. Early. (laughs) Did I say early? Early, one Sunday morning. He went through the pain. He went through the confusion and the doubt. But early, one Sunday morning, he got up out of that grave and he says, I will turn your mourning into joy. Come on, let me assure you. I don't just want you to shout yet. I want you to see it in the Bible. So let's go check it out and see what happened when these disciples showed up. Here we go now, ladies and gentlemen. If you're following the notes, by the way, let me help you out because some of y'all are always trying to slow me down with these notes. So so the first one, on the, the day of suffering, you have affirm God's power, express your desire, and then offer your trust. That's what it says. Here we go. So if you're following on the notes, let me go back to my notes before I close it off. Here we go. Affirm God's power uh, express your desire and then offer your trust. Okay. That's how, that's how you get through the day of suffering. That's what Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. He's saying, hey, I want you to affirm me. Hey God, uh, I know you're God. Okay, cool. Number two, hey God, is there any way I can get this cup to pass from me? That's what Jesus said. And then he says, but if not, not my will, but your will be done. That's where he offered trust. Then we go into the day of silence, and you see what happens in the day of silence. It was the in-between day. It was between despair and joy. It was in between confusion—that's Friday—and clarity on Sunday. It was between bad news on Friday and good news on Sunday. That's what he's talking. That's what he's talking about to get us now to this Sunday day. And then on Sunday, I want you to go to Matthew 28 because this. I don't ever want you to miss this. Matthew 28 shows you something as these two Marys ran down to the tomb to see what Jesus was up to. Let's figure it out. Let's pick it up. It was Mary, Magdalene, and the other Mary that came. Go to verse number two. And here's what I want you to see. And behold, my, 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 my. Uh, A severe earthquake had occurred. And for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. Ain't that cool, y'all? The angel of the Lord showed up. Earthquake. Boom. Uh, It's time for him to come out of here. Earthquake shows up. Jesus, uh, the angel comes down. The angels roll away the stone and sat on the stone. Now, next verse. Here's what it says. It says this. And his appearance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. This is our risen Savior. The Mary, Magdalene, and the other Mary is going down. They're thinking they're going to go to see a dead Christ. That's what they're thinking. Watch what happens. Next verse. Next verse. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. Next verse. Here's what it says. And the angel said to the woman, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. No, listen, listen, here's what your God does for you. Have you ever had um, stones in your life that's blocking what you want? Have you, has that ever happened to you? Have you had something that's blocking? Have you ever had some, some stones that have been erected in front of you and you cannot get where you want to go because of these stones and these obstacles that have been put in your way? Well, that's what happened. The, the Mary, Both Marys are running down. Here's what they did not know. They did not know that while they were going down, God had gone before them, removed the stone away from them, so God's perfect will can come out of that. Can I tell you what God's doing in your life right now? Whatever it is that the enemy has erected in your life and has blocked in your life, God right now is working things out for you, and you don't even know. So that by the time you get to the place you think you should have gone, the stuff that you worried about has already been rolled out of the way god sent me by to tell you today that it doesn't matter because he is up to something great don't let his silence fool you just because nothing is moving don't mean he's not moving don't mean he's not working it out don't mean he's not up to something great in your life ladies and gentlemen the ladies are going they're going and they're looking for jesus no you got to remember you got to remember you got to remember Jesus told them that he was going to meet them in Galilee. Watch the next verse. Come here. This is fascinating. The well, next verse. Come on, watch it. Um, he said, I want, he told you where you ought to be. He's going to meet you in Galilee. Y'all just forgot. And you made the day of silence confuse you. So you were still thinking he was dead. Watch the text. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus the Christ who has been crucified. Next verse. Here's what he says. He is not here for he has risen. Just As he said, come see me. Come see the place where he was, past tense, laying. Because he ain't no longer there. Next verse. Come on, come on, come on. Next verse. It says, go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. In other words, Jesus told them that he was going to meet them in Galilee. So since he told them that in the days of, before the days of silence, then they should have been going to Galilee to wait there for him but they were heading to the grave no problem with that the angels reminded them hey he didn't tell you to come here he told you to go to galilee no listen to the promises of god and go where god told you to go some of you right now you're waiting and you're like god what am i supposed to be doing god says hold on to that promise cling to that promise because whatever god says he will do he will do Mom He'll move the stones out. He'll move the stones out. Uh, the other day, I went to the, um, to the hospital. Um, it, was, it was before this current virus. I went to the hospital, and uh, one of our members were in there. And I, I go to the hospital pretty often, so I know all the little signs. I know what ICU means. I know what CICU means. I know what NICU means. I know what oncology means. You know, because I go there pretty often. But then, then I heard a phrase I ain't never heard before. It was called the A... M-A. AMA. You ever heard that phrase? I ain't never heard that phrase before. It's called the AMA, and I never heard it. So, I'm like, what do you mean AMA? She says, Pastor, I'm tired of being in here, and I need to leave because I'm just going to go AMA. And I said, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? And she said, well, Pastor, I'm sick and tired of being in here. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm going to leave because I am tired. I don't care what the doctor say. I don't care what the nurse say. I don't care what the the physician say or anybody else say. I am up out of here. I want to sleep in my own Bed. If something else happens, I'll come back down. But right now, I am leaving. Goodbye. That's what she said. And I said, I said, okay, you sure? You sure? She says, yes, Pastor. I'm going to sign this little form right here, and then I'm out of here. So God bless. See you later. I'm done. I said, okay. I mean, I mean, okay, you're going to sign on where you are. She says, A-M-A. A-M-A. Against medical advice. Against medical advice. So she says, yes, Pastor. I'm out of here. And so she got her little belongings, and she went all the way out of there. And she said, I'm A-M-A. Well, can I tell you what Jesus Christ did? Can I tell you? The devil says... It ain't time for you to leave. Uh, 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 Satan says, I'm done. you staying in here. Uh, 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 everybody says, you got to stay in the grave. To which God says, listen, I'm out of here. I don't care what none of y'all say. My time has come and I am stepping out of here. I wish I had a witness in here. I wish I had a witness. No, sorry. I wish I had more witnesses in here. But I got some in every house all over America today. Here's what I need you to know. That your God loves you. So much that he said, I'm coming up out of this grave because I went in there with God in mind and with you in mind, so that you could have a relationship with him. That's why he went to the grave. That's why he was risen from the dead, so that he could glorify his father and connect you and me to the Father as well. So here's the question on the floor today. It's real simple. He rolled away the stone. The second S in your in your notes is there's some soldiers that stood in the way. There's some soldiers. You ever had some. Somebody that's in opposition against you. You've had somebody that don't want to let you go where God wants you to go. God says, "Listen, here's what happened to the soldiers. The angels came and they were afraid of the angels, and they they kind of fell out like dead men when they saw you got a God that will let you get your blessing in the presence of your enemies." that's what he specializes in he you got some haters right now don't worry about your haters y'all because God says what I have for you is for you and nobody else can stop what I have for you your assignment then is simply to hang on to that promise that he gave you and walk right out into the purposes that God has for you listen 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 have you ever have you ever known somebody like in high school or college that used to hate you they hated you hated you hated you hated you hated you and it was so so much their focus that they thought they're gonna hold you back. And then when you see them at the reunion, they know who you are, but you don't even remember who they are. That ever happened to you before? You walking out and you be like, hey, good to see you. And I'm like, hey, and in your mind you'll be like who is this again because sometimes in the season your haters will hate you and get on your nerve but as God progresses you you won't even remember who they are because of the places God's taking you today ladies and gentlemen I'm trying to help somebody it might seem and might loom large now your haters might try to get you now but ladies and gentlemen the place God's taking you listen to me the place God's taking you ain't even gonna remember who they are you ain't even gonna remember the stuff they did to you because that's such a small part of where God is taking you. Don't let the soldiers, don't let the stone get in your way. No, here's the best part of it all. The ladies left and they said, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm gone." Okay. We need to get to Galilee. And they're walking to Galilee and God, the last S in your notes, God showed up in their situation. That's the God that you serve. In the midst of your situation, God has the, 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 the beautiful privilege of turning beauty turning from ashes into beauty because he loves to show up right in the situation that you find yourself in today. As I go today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that you've got a God that on Sunday got a part of that grave to give you joy and to give you joy everlasting. You don't ever let somebody rob you from that joy. Yes, you'll have days of suffering. Yes, you'll have days of silence, but I promise you God came to give you life and life more abundantly. And so I want you to enjoy the sunrise surprises that he shows up every time in your life and blesses you with. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now, right now, as we speak, my kids are doing an um, uh, 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 Easter egg hunt. Right now, as we speak, they're doing it. They're doing an Easter egg hunt. And uh, in this Easter egg hunt, there are eggs everywhere around the house, everywhere around the house. They're getting the eggs, they're getting the eggs. But there's one egg with $50 in there, Fifty, five zero dollars in there. And any one of them, they can get it, right? $50. But I don't put that one low down I put it further up so they got to look up to get that one and usually invariably they'll miss it they'll get all the ones down here because they're so focused down here that they'll forget To look up. Every now and again, they'll forget. And whenever they forget to look up, the thing that's most valuable, the thing that they need the most, they will miss it because they forgot, say with me, to look up. Somebody say with me, look up, somebody. I didn't know it, but this week, I'm in my, I'm in my, um, I'm in my house and about four o'clock in the morning, I hear this sound. A smoke alarm goes off. Y'all, the battery done died and now the smoke alarm's going off. Every now and again, I went over there, and to be honest with you, it's so early in the morning, I wanted to hit it with a bath and told it to shut up. I tried, I went up there, I tried to change the battery to see if that would work. Nothing changed. All I heard was, Over and over and over and over again. I was so focused on enjoying what was happening here that I was forgetting to look up. The reason I had to look up is because now God wanted me to address the smoke alarm. Do you notice, by the way, that for the last for the last uh, uh 20 or so years, that about every 10 years God forces us to look up. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? See, when you go to the malls right now, everything is at eye level because they want you to buy this and buy this and buy this and buy this. When you go through life, sometimes you're always looking looking at what's around you, what's around you. You're always looking at the news. You're always looking at your friends. you always looking. you always looking. And sometimes we forget to look up. That's why God, every now and again, has to allow something had to happen to force us to look up. Do you remember after 9-11 what happened? Everybody was fighting. After 9 everybody's praying. What do we do? We look up. You remember after the financial crisis, everybody was doing good. Everybody's making money. The bottom drops out. And then what do everybody do? We look and then now with covid everybody is is sheltered in place everybody's like whoa what are we doing what's happening is the world coming to an end Uh uh-uh no no it's just god reminding us that in the midst of your business don't forget to look up. Ladies and gentlemen, I had to, I couldn't fix this by myself. I changed the battery. It didn't work. So here's what I had to do. I had to call the professional to come out. It's a smoke alarm. Can you believe it? Your pastor couldn't fix the smoke alarm. He came in and he did one thing. It took him five seconds and it was done. I was mad. But anyways, so all he did was press the reset button. After he pressed the reset button, then the alarm went off and everything was fine again. Listen, there's somebody right now that's trying to fix yourself. You're trying to figure out how can I fix this on my own. God says the reason I came on Friday, the reason I stayed in that grave through Saturday, and the reason I got up early one Sunday morning is so that you can come to me, so that you can get your life fixed if you trust in Jesus Christ you need Jesus Christ if you're going to get your life back together again so here's the question you might be here and you might be listening to me and you're saying pastor I hear you I hear you pastor I hear you but how do I have a relationship with Jesus Christ You see, there's a table coming in Revelation chapter 19 that if you don't have a personal relationship with God, you're not going to be at the family table. You see, there's some of us that are here today that are going to be at the family table, but the only reason why, it's not because of what we've done. It's because of what God has done through Jesus Christ. And because he has done it, we get to sit at the family table. Well, I want to invite you to that family table today. I want to invite you to the place where Jesus says, if you accept me as your personal Lord and Savior, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And if you confess your sins, then you too can have a seat at the table. And we want to invite you to do that now. So if you're not a Christian, you're not a Christ follower, but you have Christians, just fill that out in the chat right now and just say, God, okay, I get it. I want the ability to get a personal relationship with you. But then there's some of you that you've wandered away. And so you've left because of the pain, because God's disappointed you. You've walked away. And today God says, hey, I'm standing at the door and I want fellowship with you again. Will you come back? Will you come back? Will you come back to the body? Will you come back to the family? He's waiting on you. His arms are wide open. It doesn't matter how bad you have been. He invites you to come on back to have a relationship with him. And then there's some of you, lastly, who have wandered away, and you're saying, "I'm not a part. I've come every now and again, but I'm not a part of the body." And to you, we're saying, "We've got a class next week. You can join and become a member of this church digitally through the class we're going to have next Sunday at two o'clock." And so, if that's you, just say, "Hey, man, yes, okay." It's time for me to be a part of the family and then if you want to be a part of a community group please don't hesitate we're asking you we're pleading with you will you join one of our online community groups so we can do this for the glory of God everybody thanks so much for being here today we're going to sing one song just one verse of it and then we're going to be done today so I want you to if you, if you don't mind if you're sitting stand up and let's honor God with this last song if kids if you're sitting come on so stand right up and let's sing together as we honor God with this last song. It's Come on, let's worship together. God, you are the everlasting. God, you are the everlasting. He said our home. of blessing over you father i pray for every household thank you for the days we will meet in the future the days of suffering the days of silence and the days of surprise god will you help us prepare for each one of those every last one of us every child every student every adult will you help us to prepare for everyone you've told us what to do help us to walk in that now we pray this in Jesus' name thank you so much for being here family we love you take it away post show take it away